0: The following was produced by TearSheet Studios. We worked with small business lender Bluevine to produce a four-part series on creating financial solutions serving historically underserved small businesses. I'm TearSheet editor in chief Zach Miller. In this episode, I spoke with Herman Mann, CPO of Bluevine, about the importance of customer product fit and what's next for digital-first banking solutions and the fintech ecosystem.
1: My name is Herman Mann, and I'm the chief product officer at Bluevine and I lead our product and our design team here at the company. So it's about envisioning and building the next generation of products for the Bluevine customers. I got connected with Ayal, and I really was enthralled with the mission, which is enable a better financial future for small business owners. And and that's a key thing uh, that I'm here to do, uh, which is to really build a purpose-built solution for them
0: Herman came into his role as BlueVine's chief product officer with a lot of experience as a computer engineer, developing products and managing projects at Microsoft, Hearsay, and Xero. Joining BlueVine meant transitioning from software into financial services.
1: It was a great transition. It was obviously a learning experience as well. Um, Having it be regulated, it it obviously handcuffs you, so to speak, in terms of what you can or can't do. However, it was such an exciting time because at zero, I started doing more of core fintech when I left. So when I was running the America's product strategy, um, we were driving what we called the financial web at zero, uh, which was to take zero data and help lenders lend better using the balance sheet. Um, and And so me being exposed to that and having the opportunity to work on it full time uh, in BlueVine was just really exciting. And, and given I had the background already on a lot of this, it really was around you know, taking the theory and implementing it in practice. And, and so that transition was, was a learning experience, but was a pretty natural one and one that I really craved.
0: Just as important as his technology and finance background. Was Herman's experience running a small business? It made him fundamentally motivated and equipped to address the problems Bluevine sets out to solve.
1: My time at Zero basically taught me that small businesses are vastly underserved. No one has their back, and it was such a prominent problem. I had talked to small businesses, and they really told me about their struggles, and and for me having the ability to work on something that directly impacts them and can make a difference in their lives is a game changer. And and that's what I wanna do. That's what gets me excited uh, in the morning when I wake up. In 2010, I did do a startup with some friends. Um, And basically like all great things, it was about food. Uh, The question was, what were the best best chicken wings in Seattle? And we couldn't get an answer. And we realized Yelp was about taking you to a destination, but when you're there, what did you order? So we built an app called Choosy. Um, Being a startup, we were at least fortunate to have access to capital uh, through investors. But what really stood out for me was the poor banking experience that has really resonated with me today. It's it's really helped me uh, sympathize and empathize with small businesses.
0: His identity as a small business owner informs Herman's ability to understand and cater to the pain points of other small business owners when it comes to banking. I asked him, what is it exactly about the banking experience that fails a small business and how can it be fixed?
1: I'm not going to tell you who the bank was that we're using, but what I can say was everything was in person. Uh, access rights and controls to the bank account were really complicated and frankly didn't work. I couldn't even see the balance that was in the account. It was a bit of a mess. And so the, the experience there has really stayed with me today. Uh, and it's what drives me It, it, it keeps me focused uh, on who our customer is and, and the fact that we have to build something compelling for them. We've built a common layer of infrastructure and technology that can be reused as we launch new products so we don't have to build everything from scratch all the time. And this is, has enabled us to build things and launch things faster and create cohesive experiences across those products. So for example, a customer that comes to BlueVine, whether or not they're a checking account customer or a lending customer or a bill pay customer, they'll get that same consistent integrated experience once they enter the BlueVine dashboard.
0: The small business customer is changing. And with it, so should the products and experiences serving them. Having worked at the intersection of customer and product for some years now, Herman and his team work proactively with the evolving nature of the small business measuring their success along the way.
1: With customers, we've been able to solicit feedback and near real-time feedback just by looking at metrics and analytics, right? One of the core benefits of SaaS, but we've been able to uh, um, really tailor experiences around that. Number two is because we're, we're in FinTech, we also get to see a lot of their cash positions and we know upfront specifically how they're doing um, and, and what they need from a fintech product perspective. So we're able to, to build the products that, that they will actually use and they actually need. So from that standpoint, I'd say that we're, we're very close uh, in working with, with our small businesses. We have a lot of information up front, and so we're, we're able to stay close to them. We look at uh, engagement metrics in terms of um you know, a uh, number of logins and um, time and use, look at churn metrics as well, just to make sure that, that uh, customers aren't churning because of, of uh, poor experiences that we're building. Those are the key ones that, that I would say we look at. And then obviously there, there are other ones that are more infrastructure product specific, like uptime and whatnot, but those are the key ones. And then the overall I would say is NPS in terms of customer satisfaction.
0: Being a small business owner is never simple or easy, and definitely not over the past two years. During the pandemic, between COVID mandates to shifts in economic demands, many small businesses took a hit, and almost all of them had to change the way they did things.
1: If anything, the pandemic reemphasized what we knew. Small businesses don't have the needed financial support that um, uh, they they so desire. And at BlueVine, we want to change that. Back in 2020, when COVID first hit and the SBA was launching a brand new program to help these small businesses uh, because they're hit by the pandemic, we we're able to leverage our risk logic and customize business rules to launch PPP to serve the customers. And if you recall in the beginning, the SBA rules were constantly in flux. And it's because of this platform and the way that we we programmed it we are able to to react so quickly and serve our small businesses. And with that, I'm really actually proud to say that we funded 8.9 billion uh, in loans serving 300,000 small businesses with an average loan size of just north of 24,000, which truly are the the micro small businesses. And what's even more important in my opinion is that we really serve the minority owned uh, small businesses. And so really proud of that accomplishment.
0: With huge inflows of both market funding and new players and acquisitions this past year, it's a safe bet that 2022 will be a major year for fintechs. While the pandemic held back most things around the world, it did wonders as a catalyst for technological advancement and the shift to digital.
1: I recently read something from Benedict Evans and he talked about 2022 as being a like great rebranding. Uh, it, it was an interesting perspective. Um, you know, you talked a lot about crypto now being called Web3 uh, and ARVR now being called the metaverse. And and while there is that rebranding, there's also a larger scope in terms of what Web3 is and what metaverse is. It'd be interesting as the technology matures to see how it actually gets adopted. When mobile phones first came out, we knew they were powerful, but no one ever envisioned that they'd be what they are today. Often uh, just the computing power of a PC and a small little device and being tethered to us all the time. Uh, When Bitcoin first came out, people thought of it as a currency, but the reality is it's a speculative asset. So as this matures another year, which will be huge uh, around Web3 and Metaverse, it'll be interesting just to see what happens over that in terms of its adoption and usage.
0: One of the biggest takeaways from the pandemic has been the desire and need for contactless payments and digital-first banking solutions which definitely benefited fintechs. Looking into 2022, what types of innovations can we expect from the fintech market towards better serving customers?
1: I think there's gonna be four. One is really focused around sending and receiving payments digitally. Checks are still a big part of how small businesses pay uh, one another today. Around 40% of B2B transactions use checks. And so I think there's a huge opportunity still to simplify the sending and receiving of payments digitally. And that goes from onboarding all the way through to removing friction while sending and receiving payments. The second one I would say is improved credit access. I've listened to your podcast uh, with Rania Sukar uh, and she had mentioned 60% of small businesses don't have necessary access to capital. And my time at Zero said the exact same thing. It was the number one thing that small businesses were worried about. And so the combination of of just technology and and using uh, machine learning to to provide credit just in time um, will be something that I think uh, will be more prominent. And then the other one I would say is the consolidation of banking with other business services. We've talked a lot about embedded finance where where finance is embedded in in non-financial apps. Uh, I actually think that there's an opportunity for the other way around. What I mean by this is we're seeing solutions about embedded payroll uh, be launched with, with different uh, solutions. And I think with, with fintech and, and with banking, there's an opportunity there to put that together. Uh, Gusto and Check are, are playing in this space today. And then the fourth one, I'd say, you know, nascent uh, is, is really crypto. It's not quite mainstream. Um, but there is more more players playing. I mean, if you look at the stats, what was there $26 billion in 2021 uh, for funding compared to $4.5 billion, which is just close to 500% uh, over two, 2020 in terms of investment? So I think there's going to be a lot of, of uh, investments there as well.
0: As challenger banks and digital-first offerings become more prevalent, they are bound to impact the financial services landscape. Fintechs and incumbent financial institutions will likely work closer together.
1: It'll be driven by customer demand, and the action will be through partnerships and acquisitions. As customers adopt more traditional and fintech solutions alike, they'll just naturally have a desire to have them be integrated together and have them play nice together. So an example is, today, fintechs aren't a part of the Zell network. Uh, they just aren't um, because of, uh, of Zelle. And as customers adopt more of this, there's going to be a push to change with that. I also think that part of this will happen through the consolidation of players as well.
0: While the pandemic is still waxing and waning, the funding market is definitely on the rise with about $90 billion invested into fintech in 2021. Given this drastic growth over such a short period, what challenges can fintechs expect scaling their businesses this coming year?
1: It's a really good question. I think the biggest challenge here will be regulation and regulatory pressures. We're seeing the FTC investigate big tech like Amazon most recently and AWS. Uh, you know, it's, it, They've investigated meta and previous acquisitions and, and future acquisitions. And, and I believe that will extend across fintech as well. With the previous OCC nomination in Swale Amarova, which has since been rescinded, it signaled a strong desire by the administration for more control and regulation.
0: Despite expected changes in regulation, today's fintech ecosystem is vibrant. And much of that is thanks to being able to deeply reimagine and improve the banking experience. Fintechs have gotten some important things right when it comes to small businesses, improving upon the ways banks traditionally treated SMBs.
1: If you look at, at the way that banks have worked uh, previously, as, as small businesses go into the bank, they try to, to size them up. Are you a, a retail customer or are you really a commercial customer? And the reality is, is they're neither. Um, these small businesses are, are on their own. There's 30 million of these small businesses. They create two thirds of the jobs in the US economy yet they don't have a solution that's built for them. And really what fintechs have done right is really understanding who their customer is and building for them. You know, at Bluevine, we realized that, that banking was just not something uh, that, that the legacy players really focused on for these small businesses. So we, we built that. You see another one in Chime with um, you know, consumer banking and they really target the underserved segment of 100,000 and less in revenue. And and they focused on things like helping them get paid two days faster, which has since been copied by others, but they really focused on that experience and and made sure that they would delight those customers. So that's number one, really understanding uh, their their target segment and and building for them. The other I would actually say is taking complexity out of of banking. We make things like self-service operations very possible, right? You don't have to call in to change your password on your debit card or to lock it. You could do it completely online. We've also made it simple for them to understand the very fundamental thing, which is their cash position. They can easily see money in and money out. So we've really made the experience tailored to what a small business is and and what, what their knowledge of banking is, uh, so that it's very simple for them to go manage and efficient to go use.
0: Despite the growth of the fintech ecosystem, much of banking still happens at incumbent banks, who are the obvious competitors for fintechs like Bluevine. But at a time when customers get personalized products and services at their fingertips, fintechs are also competing with services like Amazon.
1: In terms of you know inspiration, we do look at different companies that have done a great job in the consumer space, around creating delightful experiences, right? We don't view ourselves as a, uh, you know, as a enterprise company trying to build software for small businesses. We view ourselves as how do you create an experience that is like Google or like Airbnb, uh, so that the consumers can be just enthralled and excited to go use and love the app.
0: Understanding the target customer, and then using this data to eliminate friction points is definitely the way forward. But there's still work around providing a perfect banking experience, especially as these fintechs scale up.
1: The one thing that I would say there around the opportunity is, is to make sure that we're empathetic and sympathetic to these, to these customers that we serve, uh, no matter what the circumstances. Sometimes, um, you know, as we scale and as we do things that haven't been done before, you could run into issues like fraud. And as fintechs, you know, we may take uh, 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 an action to curb some of the bad actors or bad bad behavior on the platform. But We have to remember that we're gonna have some false positives in there. And sometimes the good actors or the good customers are, are negatively impacted. And we have to think beyond just numbers that there are human beings and small businesses there at the end of the day that we, we have to attend to.
0: That was Blue Vines, Herman Mann, talking about the importance of customer product fit, And what's next for Digital First Banking Solutions and the FinTech ecosystem? To listen and read the other parts of the series, head on over to the Tearsheet website.